Good evening, everyone. My name is Dylan, and welcome back in the new year to a new episode of Dragon Mark Symphony. You're joined by everybody except Marshall as he runs away as fast as he possibly can, and we love him for it. Once again, I am your dungeon master, and I am joined by my friends as we rejoin our brave adventures in the world of Corvair. If you recall, we left off at a bit of an interesting spot uh, after a very dangerous encounter with a set of spirits inside of what was supposed to be in an abandoned keep. Uh, our adventurers are setting up camp for the evening so that uh, after a full night's rest, they'll be able to quickly return back to the capital city of Rote and hopefully find somebody who can resurrect uh, Set, who is at the moment deceased. Uh, having been killed by one of those spirits mentioned before. Oh, it's yeah. a pretty serious situation, uh, topped off by the fact that Silva, uh, after taking the first of the watches, uh, fell asleep and had a very interesting dream? Vision? We don't know exactly what. But it certainly seemed to foretell a lot of future events and give a lot of vague information. Uh, especially regarding a so-called Dominion of Deer, uh, which most of our players are not familiar with to any capacity, and I am extremely familiar with because I get to play as the DM. Yay. <laughs> uh, we will actually be it. picking up right where we left off as uh, Silva jolted back awake uh, following that strange dreamlike sequence uh with the Dominion of Deer. Silva, you awake. Uh, it is still dark out, uh, pitch black, really. Uh, the small, the, 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 the campfire that's been set up is sort of small. The, the flames have receded a bit, though it hasn't gone out entirely. Uh, your other companions are resting all around you as you jolt awake. Even the ones that are supposed to be awake? <laughs> well... You haven't woken them up yet. Wait. That's not what I asked. The ones that are supposed to be awake. You're right. <laughs> there there are... I think there are two that are supposed to be on watch right now. <laughs> I made a switch up. We are actually going to move around in time a little bit here. I skipped retcon, over myself. Retcon, retcon. Silva, we're going to retcon about five minutes. Whoa. Silva, you are still asleep. Alive. Okay. <laughs> Is all my notes we're about gonna... this fucking dream still relevant? <laughs> yes. Okay. We're gonna, but we're going to go offline and then we're going to come back and we're going to start everything over. We're going to restart. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Silva, you are still asleep. Uh, it's literally this whole If we recall page. correctly and the DM remembers how to do his job uh while silva was asleep our second watch had taken over which was johannes and caspian caspian uh so as silva sleeps peacefully uh johannes you and caspian uh are you are you like close to caspian at the moment have you kind of like positioned yourself somewhere differently in the camp like where where are you kind of positioning yourself for your i watch? would have been like 
I can't remember exactly how we set up the camp, but like if there was a campfire, if he was on one side, I'd be like on the opposite side. Yeah, so you can kind of be on like opposite sides of the campfire, yeah. kind of watching the the area behind the other person. Exactly. Uh, and so you do that, and it's it's quiet for a while. Uh, some some time passes. Casimir doesn't seem to be saying anything. Uh, occasionally, he'll kind of glance at you, but for the most part, he seems to be just looking straight ahead behind you, looking off okay. in the tree line, um, not saying anything. Uh, if you would like to say something, uh, you may, but uh, your you're uh, watch buddy seems to be a little silent for the moment. Not for the start. Nah. Not for the start. I'm going to let the sizzle. You know, we're, we got we got a job to do. I don't need to yeah. pester him about the weather. Small Great. talk. Speaking of that job, go ahead and make a uh, perception check for me. Oh yes, man. Perception. He's gonna make one as well. Twenty-one. Not bad. Very good. Very nice. Uh, you can see, uh, quite a ways out. Uh, you see the clearings, you see the clusters of trees off in the distance, uh, mm. you can see the road, the, the sort of the dirt road that you took to come in towards the keep, um, and, uh, even farther out, uh, in the sky itself, there are stars sort of peppering the sky, not as many as you would usually expect when you're kind of out here in, like, the wilderness where there's, like, large clearings, Okay. Uh, but there are, there are a few stars, uh, every so often. Um, you can't see any of the moon, uh, any of the moon this evening, uh, but you can see stars and, uh, no birds, no bats, no, no nighttime animals, uh, just you and, and Caspian in the silence. Okay. Um, sorry, I'm just... I I'll, I'll let it simmer for like how long are because we're like regular eight hours sleep so like our whole watch is like two hours or something like we, that yeah we got three shifts going on so about two and a half hours or so I'll let like thirty minutes pass or something like that but then I'll just be like usually it's quiet around these parts uh, well. and, then, and then I was like ooga booga booga. <laughs> I suppose we're lucky, all things considered. Yes, I'd, I'd rather it be this way than have to deal with any of those awful ghosts again. What was that, by the way? Do you? Is that your first time having something like that happen? Well, I haven't been all over the world, but uh, I've been to a fair number of places, and I've never seen anything quite like that. I felt so like something sinister was going on there. And there was... I want to say that the thing that annoys me the most is obviously that... Or, well... <laughs> sorry, never mind. Um, the thing that, one of the things that annoys me the most is that uh, I feel like there's still so many mysteries that we didn't find out. What was up with the like, we saw that table that was nailed down. I have no idea what that was about. We saw that weird 
table that could have been an offer. I don't know. It felt like something sinister was going on there. We might have to bring this up to some people that was you there, know. Was there anything else by that table? By that table? There was the f- footprints that we saw going down to that tunnel. And the tunnel had a body in it. There was the, the, the body that Silva found. Yes, exactly. Do we assume... And you can see, like... It's almost like Caspian is kind of like switching into this mode. Like you can start oh, to see the okay. gears turning into his head. Like he's going, he's getting into like the detective. The uh, hat goes on. The transformer. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly, the hat forms up and a trench coat appears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you kind of see like he, like he's starting to like think and trying to put pieces together. As you assume, he probably does fairly frequently in his job. Um, do we assume that that person who was in there had a reason to secure the table to the floor and then enter the tunnel afterwards? Were they afraid of something taking it? That that doesn't seem right. That's what I'm so confused about. Why would the table be nailed down unless they were trying to hide something behind it? But we didn't seem to see anything underneath the table in particular. My original thought was like, what if there was like a secret trap door or something that led that was underneath there? But we couldn't find anything like that. Though, to be fair, we were kind of distracted with set and all that. Yeah, of course. You know, I've been thinking in the little time that we've had. That was, that was, I think, two individual ghosts, spirits, whatever the hell they were. But I think it was two of them, like a pair. And we found two bodies in the keep. There was the one that was in the tunnel. And then Dak and I found another one. In the the same room that we were able to locate the ledger. Okay. What could that mean? So perhaps the spirits came from those two bodies, but then why were those two people here in the first place? As Mm. I've said before, this keep, any of these keeps that are abandoned, we try to... We scout them to to make sure that there's nobody, you know, staying in them, attempting to reclaim them. Burglars, squatters, you know. It just doesn't seem to make any sense. Why? And why would... If those spirits did come from those two bodies, why would they be so... Malicious? What 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 could have happened? I I don't know traditionally how this stuff sort of works, obviously, but I don't know. Something sinister seems like it was going on. Do you, does anyone in the the Black Lanterns may perhaps know what could have been going on with this? I know they were the ones who suggested we go. Well, your. I don't know. I can't remember if it was you or your superiors who suggested we go to get that ledger, but I can certainly ask else. around. I can ask around the Dark Lanterns, but a lot of what I was hearing before it was, you know, stories. It was 
It was rumors, and I didn't take any of it seriously. Kind of rumors. Well, that the this keep in particular, it was the stories that the keep was haunted. Again, I assumed that it was untrue because we were sending people here frequently enough. I, people talked about voices, moving objects, sounds that they couldn't identify the sources of. I feel like it was easy to attribute that to local wildlife, you know? Blowing to the wind. There's a lot of natural causes for such things, and yet... I don't know, but... Maybe we need to talk to Nebuk again. I... I don't know if this would exactly fall under his jurisdiction. It's not like he researches... Spiritual activity on a frequent basis, but he's... I mean, he's been with the Citadel a lot longer than I have. He could know something. It's the only thing I can think of. I feel like I'm at a loss. And what was up with that... The the thing that Silva had there? That, that box, was it? That box. Oh yes, there's some sort of strange riddle, <laughs> for lack of a better word about it. What? What was it? Um. Um. Sorry, I'm recalling. Uh, beneath my bones, above my head, the box remains black. The words remain red. But there, there was a signature. CCD. I wrote it down. Um. That was about all we could find. Hmm. I'm curious about... I don't know. I... Again, the... the keep being what it is, especially following a major battle, keeps like these, if they get abandoned... Many thieves see them as an ideal opportunity to sneak in and try to steal anything that hasn't already been taken away. Mm. It's so odd to me that there would still be things like this lying around. The, the fact that the ledger was still intact as it was, I feel like is honestly a miracle. Yeah, I suppose. If the, Considering the, the state of the rest of the room. And, like, there's that weird... Did you look in the side room at all? Uh, I wasn't with you a lot of the time you were exploring, but there was, like, weird blood. I couldn't tell if it was from preparing food or from a human sacrifice. We had... There was blood that we were able to track to the second body, but... No, the the blood on that... Uh... The, the, the table, like that, that sort of large wooden table. I, I don't know. No idea where that came from. Well, I'll be honest with you, Caspian. I feel like something like this is outside of our pay grade. We're just here to help you get this ledger. I'm not really here for to solve weird occultic mysteries, though I can't help being interested. What was this ledger for again, anyways? The ledger should contain... Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think... 
Trying to call Dak, do you have the ledger on your person, or had you handed it over to Caspian? I had handed it over to Caspian, uh, but I had also made a copy of the contents of That's the right. You made a you made a copy of it in uh, one of the books that you had found. Yep. That's correct. Uh yeah, so Caspian at this he'll he'll sort of pull the ledger back out and he's kind of reading over it. You know it's sorry, what were those initials you said again? C C D C C D You know that's that is on this ledger. Uh I think I think they were mentioning it before, but yeah, it, it is on this ledger. Crossed out though. That's on. I mean, I would assume it was somebody who was posted at the keep. That's usually how these ledgers will work. The it, they list all all active members uh, mm-hmm. who are posted at the keep. Uh, they'll usually go by initial, uh, and then they're. See, like, look here, and he kind of takes, he kind of scoots over with you and, like, holds the ledger up to you and points points at it. Let's see which one uh, of these are straight posted. So you see how, so you see how, uh, yes, exactly. So you see how one of the, uh, these first three here have uh, post A written next to them, and then you've got QRRs at post B, uh, as well as EAK. So these, during the war, you would have, uh, not only would you have shifts, you would have rotations uh, of infantrymen at any of these keeps. You would also have posts. So the idea was that during your regular patrol, you would be assigned a post, which is sort of like a section of the keep that was yours to oversee and keep a watch on. So you have post A and you have post B. I, I don't know which areas those two letters represented. Let's see. We have a crow. Crow is going to be overlooked. They would be positioned on the roof. Uh, usually surveillance. Uh, good sniping position with a crossbow. You have your chef, of course, providing food. Food and sustenance. A lot of times, if the keep didn't also have an active medic, the chef would act as the medic as well. Uh, it was considered like a duality. Um, you have your captain, RSS. Brings a bell. Hmm. I'll have to check the records on that one. RSS. You have your general. Uh, general is overseeing the actual uh, combat. So if the infantrymen are to defend the keep, uh, the general is going to lead the charge on that front. They're also meant to assign the positions of the infantrymen. Um, in order to defend the keep uh, properly or to go on the offensive. And then this CCD, I don't, I, mm, uh, let me see here. No, I, I, this, this copy position, I, I'm not familiar with this. I don't know what a copy is. I don't know what that means. Copy. Copy C. Hmm. Didn't we see someone else's name somewhere else here that started with a C? I don't remember. Hmm. 
Nothing I can think of. CCD. Well, anyway, the 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 second half WF collection that that stands for Warforged, of course. So each of these numbers, and this this is where we get to the meat of what we were trying to accomplish. These are serial numbers uh, assigned serial to numbers. Uh, the Warforged. So when they were manufactured uh, by House Caneth, they would actually give them a distinct number, uh, an identification. Um, Warforged, of course, once the uh, once the event happened where they sort of gained their sentience, you know, many Warforged elected to take on their own names, their own identities. But okay. regardless, they all would carry uh, this this serial number. And the ones that were on the train had theirs burned off. Uh. So these are the Warforged that would have been assigned assigned specifically to this this location. After the war, of course, they were disbanded. Most of them turned to either guard work or civilian life of some sort. But Almost I can't funny. imagine many of them traveled far. So we take this list of serial numbers back to the Citadel. We can cross-reference it with our database of Warforged uh, who have lived in the city or in the area. And hopefully okay. we can find matches. Do you, you wouldn't think. No, sorry. What? What is it? Well, you wouldn't think that something that ha what happened in that house has anything to do with what happened to the train, do you? It depends on how long ago it happened. I... Do you mean like the, the the bodies themselves? Like why why they were there? Yeah, I just I see violence in one place. I it just concerns me. Perhaps the violence is linked in a way we're trained to look for patterns but i was honestly having a hard time finding any that connected it to the train or to the warforged i mean warforged are about as far away from ghosts as you can get i suppose but the to... body that we found did had physical trauma attributed to it i will say hmm Just thinking back. Divided we grieve, united we mourn. I don't know. There's a chance it's connected, but you know, I talked to Nebuk about that phrase since you had made me aware of it earlier, and he was not. I mean, he had nothing. He has a very deep history, a deep knowledge, and the that phrase stumped him. He has no idea what it means. Caspian sort of throws like an errant piece of wood into the fire to stoke it a little bit further. Yes, I. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just so confused by all this, but. I'm mostly just concerned about set. I hope we have some way to, to help. But this, 
this this really wasn't supposed to happen this way. I, I I understand if after these events, if you're a little suspicious, but I I, I assure you, this was only supposed to be a simple grab and go mission. We were supposed to get the ledger and return. I if I had known that anything like this was going to occur, I never would have brought you all along. It. it well, Caspian, I want you to know I'm not fond of the authority of police or any of your like, what I thought I thought you were like, but I will I will say at this point I you may have gotten off on the wrong foot, but I do trust you now. And I do apologize for I well, I apologize if you apologize for holding that crossbow in my face. I mean, I didn't know you then. You could have been a dangerous fugitive who had just attacked people on a train. I had no way Me? Of a dangerous fugitive? Yes. I don't judge based on any particular characteristics. Mm -hmm. Anyone is a suspect. Especially if you're conducting a thorough investigation. Well, I appreciate that. Maybe I am slightly intimidating. Those people when I was younger, they were wrong. <laughs> Do you have a history of being intimidating, or is this new to you? I wouldn't say I have a history, no. I'm just a humble yeah. chef, Caspian. Your just Highness, a humble a chef. <laughs> Johannes, everybody has a history, good or bad. Tell me about yours, then. I'm a dark lantern. Part of that is being seen. Are you familiar with the concept of what dark lanterns are? We can't. I, my my job is based around secrecy. I can't just tell you, even with our rapport. I can't just. And go my job is based around cooking, and you can see what I'm doing now. <laughs> Not cooking. <laughs> I could be, though. We don't really have. Are really you offering? Oh, I don't know. Do we have any anything that we... I don't know if you want roasted logwood. It's high in nice. fiber, but low in everything else. Some nice some nice applewood rations. <laughs> Johannes, I'm... I'm playing with you. I... I've read your file. I know... File. A bit of your previous work experience. He has files on me? Yeah, of course we do. Not as extensive as you might be fearful of, uh, but we have files on, on many people. Again, you're talking about the Dark Lanterns. Our job is espionage. It is information collection, making sure Damn. that we keep tabs on people for the safety of the common good. I knew when that that local fish vendor told me that I'm only giving them my address so that they can send me monthly newsletters. And I should have done that. I knew the government would get it. Somehow. <laughs> the thing you have to understand about Irison the fishmonger is that he will give up any information if it means that you're going to buy two pounds of his freshly caught perch God, that he has that been sitting on for hours and is going to go bad. Very easy to persuade, I'm afraid. Man, so trusting him. Anyways, what'd that file say about me? 
you're gonna wake everyone else up. What the file <laughs> You tell that file it's a little bitch. You tell that file. <laughs> you tell that inanimate object. I said. They have not file. Is gullible to fish. <laughs> Damn I mean, it, Johannes. I I I feel like you. If you know your own history, then you would know what might be in that file. I suppose. Well, that can be a conversation for another day, honestly. Mm-hmm. Look, there's not much to know about me. I promise. I'm I'm here to do my job. <laughs> my priority is keeping other people safe. And considering how significantly I've failed just recently. Caspian, you don't have to... It, it wasn't your fault. Hell, if any one of us could have fought a little harder, done, stepped left when we stepped right, then he could still be with us. There's, that's just the way it goes in battle. When a unit falls under duress, it is the job of the captain to order them to fall back. If I had done that, maybe Set would be here. Well, I know it doesn't do much to think on it now, but it's my job to think about it. I have to think about every possibility. That makes you a good a good leader. I suppose all things considered. It's about all you can really do in a situation like this. Well, I appreciate you talking with me candidly. By the way, when we were in the, the keep there, before we left, I noticed you were kind of sort of checking your person, like maybe you had lost something. Seemed a bit distressed. Everything all right on that? Uh, well, I found a... I had this box that I was trying to keep track of. I. It, it's kind of silly, but I found it from a stranger when I was coming here initially. I just... Something about the box seemed strange. I was going to try to... Never really got a chance to look into it or try to find the owner, so I was just sort of holding on to it and hopes of that one day, but I can't seem to place it anymore. How large was this box? Oh, small enough. A standard sort of personal treasure keepsake thing. Something you'd see someone keep in their bedside table or under their bed. Like the one that Silva found? Silva found. The box from the the tunnel. Do you reckon it was about that size? 
might need to take another look at it. I, it was a very unassuming box, so. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's yours. It, it, that can't be possible if Silva got it from but, a tunnel underneath but, an abandoned keep, but could they be similar? Say that maybe they could have. I, I barely saw who owned the box. It was when I was first getting on the train to come over here to go to my new job, but I never thought maybe they could be the same. We'll have to talk about this in the morning. I didn't, I, though I didn't really get a good look at who dropped the box when I first picked it up. So I, I I'm afraid I won't have a link like that to go on, but and you, you didn't see any other boxes like that aboard the ship? No, I haven't found anything else like that. Caspian just kind of seems like, like he's looking offset of the fire. Just like lost in thought, no longer looking at the surroundings, thinking about something very deeply. If you like, you can roll an insight check to, okay, see if you can pick up on what he's, what's on his mind. Insight, insight. That's a nat twenty, baby. Nat twenty. Ooh. That is a nat twenty. What was the last question he just asked you? Um if I got a good look at the box or if I it was related to that I believe right? nope, that was the second to last what was the last second question? oh god um <laughs> why is my brain that's uh, that's literally the hardest question I of mean, all time you rolled you rolled a nat 20 so like I'll it's just it's the last thing he he just asked you did you see anything else like that on the ship did I say? Oh yeah, that was it. So, okay, sorry. Like literally, like I feel like the human memory. This is like not character talking, but like I feel like the human yeah. memory is like if you ask, like, what's literally the last thing you just said? It's like I've yeah, uh, absolutely uh, no clue. It happened five it's seconds gone. ago or five years ago. Yeah, I it's won't gone. Remember it either way, it's yeah. all the same. <laughs> I have good like a uh, fifteen minute ago memory. Um, no, yeah, simple, simple question. What was the? Was it? Was it? Did you see anything, uh, like see anything else on the, the ship? No, I don't think I did. Not that I remember, at least, with me or Johannes. Johannes, on the ship. Sh Why is he asking you that? On the ship. Why is he asking you? Ah, uh. <laughs> at that moment, <laughs> Silva snaps awake. <laughs> I hate you, you. Johannes uh, and Caspian sitting uh, near each other uh, by the campfire uh, and you snap as you snap awake what do you do uh, well I'm in a tree if you recall so <laughs> in their defense they may not notice me awake right away <laughs> Do you believe that Silva would be dexterous enough to not fall out of the tree, or is that something you like to make a roll for? No, I. This is this is inherently how she slept for 
the like large majority of her life. <laughs> sure. Gotcha. Yeah, so you spring awake, but you're still able to like hold your position in the tree. Well, I guess at this point, it's maybe just about half, but still not uncommon and something that she would likely oft sneak off and do anyway. No, no, it's fine. Yep, just in relation to you waking up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so kind of as a part of that, it's kind of going to depend on just what whatever I see around. Like if it's like if I could hear them talking, if it's like loud enough that I could hear them because I'm not like because I'm fairly like in the center of like what the tree would be so that I wouldn't fall down. Um. You know, so it's kind of, I guess, dependent on if I would hear much of anything. Okay. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't really get up to interact immediately. Is this the same just... tree I put set under? Could be. <laughs> I just went to nearby tree. <laughs> a nearby tree that specifically had, like, the ability to branch out instead of being like a you know like an evergreen where it only has one middle <laughs> she uh she stepped on set's head to like climb up into the tree you know? yeah i didn't use my wings i just had to you know <laughs> i can fly but you know i just gotta she, she make sure i get the wings, messaging in there <laughs> just yeah. add in that extra when, when you have a step stool why use a ladder <laughs> <right>? no <laughs> uh I remember this <laughs> the void <No. laughs> anyway yes the but yes you are awake I am in a tree <laughs> and I'm awake do I hear them at all like are they loud enough speaking loud enough that I really hear them distinctly in the, in the moment you have awoken there has been a pause in the conversation so they are not talking right now so kind of honestly, I would just more hear that. I would just kind of wake up, kind of notice that, just be like, oh, man. I'll have to just talk to him in the morning. Try to go back to sleep. Try. <laughs> would we notice? We wouldn't notice that Silvo woke up right so are you so you're you're just attempting to, to basically fall back asleep in that moment yeah i mean i don't have any reason to like I, I my goal is to sleep it was a weird fucking dream but i'm not gonna like run up like you know like they're my parents like i had a weird dream <laughs> i'm older than all of them and you were in it and you and you so. Uh, okay, so yeah, you, you, know you kind of they were there. Get <laughs> you get to reposition yourself, and and after uh, a few seconds, you're able to kind of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if yeah, like, yeah, I mean, if it takes not, me a minute to get after. back to sleep, it'll depend. But yeah, yeah, after after a few moments, you feel your eyes getting heavy again, your eyelids close, and you start to drift you off to sleep. Uh, uh, at that moment, Caspian says to you, Johannes, uh, I think it's getting to be about that time. We should, uh, we should wake up our, uh, third watch. Our friends there, Dak and, uh, Nathaniel for the final watch. Yeah, maybe that's, uh, maybe, maybe that's a good idea. All right. 
uh, he takes a small little piece of uh, uh, birch wood. He looks looks towards where uh, Nathaniel's sleeping. He's gonna chuck it, uh, and it bounces off the top of Nathaniel's head. Uh, Nathaniel, you're rudely awakened by the the sensation of some semi-sharp object kind of like bouncing off your noggin. Number of times I've been As your vision comes into focus, you turn and you see uh, Johannes and Caspian sitting by the fire. Uh, Johannes kind of looking over your in your direction. Uh, Caspian as well, though he is also doing this. <laughs> Did you know how hard I've worked today? I didn't see you moving nothing. All right. Are we under attack? Because your next words choose whether or not we all are on. I'm sorry that Johannes woke you up so rudely, but it's it's time for yours and Jack's uh, shift. We're almost at the end of the night. I feel like that were easier ways. I agree. Don't know why he chose that option. I... Well, whatever. Um, and he gives Johannes. He gives you like a tiny little like playful shove, and then he. Uh, steps up from the campfire to go find his own tree to rest under. Alright. Oh. Let me go get that. Gotta make sure not to touch the lad. But I'm not gonna throw a kind of rock at him either. Deck. Yep. Let's talk about your dreams for a second. <laughs> um why, because the horse wasn't enough. <laughs> Or is he part of it? If so, I'm all for it. I don't. I didn't realize Dak would turn into a horse girl, but here we are. Um, <laughs> you know, all it took was him whispering sweet demonic nothings into your ear. <laughs> like I would die for this creature. Uh, but yes, continue. What is what is Dak's favorite color? Dak's favorite color is the color of blood. No. Um, in all honesty, it would be a warm brown, because that was the color of uh, of the bread that was given to him uh, shortly after the mo- uh, I believe the morning happened, uh, and he was with other refugees. So upon seeing that freshly made bread, he's like, "That's that's the fondest memory," and he just associates uh, relief with that color. And the smell of bread. You take you take a bite of the bread, and it is, um, a a bit on the rougher side texture wise, a little closer to like a rye bread, but it's still good. It's still something to eat. Um, and you you hold it close to you as you feel the carriage around you rocking. Uh, the the horses attached to it trotting on ahead. Um, you can hear the sounds of other refugees walking alongside you, uh, as you find yourself in this sort of familiar state, uh, 
um, knowing that there is likely hours of travel still ahead of you along this road. Um, you go and take another bite of the bread, and when you look down at it, you notice patches of red in the inside of the actual the bread itself uh, from where you had bitten down on it. Uh, if I'm eating bread and there's refugees around, I know what blood looks like. Is that blood? It does appear to be blood. Am I in pain? There appears to be blood. <laughs> no. Um, Dak looks confused at the bread for a good while uh, before reaching a finger into his mouth and pulling it back to see if there is blood in his mouth. Uh, you reach your finger into your mouth, and when you pull it back, um, you do indeed see uh, a fresh uh, smattering of blood, uh, a trail of it dripping down your hand into your palm. Cool. Dak is going to panic at that point. Because above all of nothing else, he is alone amongst these refugees. He has no clue who to ask for help. So he kind of almost tosses the bread next to him, kind of curls up um, and doesn't know what else to do as there's no present options at the moment. Uh, there's a sudden lifting of the, uh, one of the sort of like cloth, uh, openings to, to the carriage, uh, as it's sort of thrown aside roughly and somebody peers in, you recognize a, it's a much older gentleman, um, fully blue skin, um, silvery hair that comes back and is tied in a knot. Uh, wearing uh, purplish robes, uh, though these robes uh, have seen better days. Uh, they're in a bit of a disarray. They're covered in mud and dirt. Uh, they haven't seen uh, a cleaning in quite a while. Um, the gentleman leans into the carriage, kind of looks around, looks at you. You are right, boy. Uh, if Dak was small already, he makes himself smaller. Kind of trying to curl in more and more into himself. But he does he doesn't break eye contact with this person. Speak, boy, do you fall ill? Um Dak does not say anything, but he does get up and start to move backwards, which will allow the stranger to see his mouth. What is the matter with you, boy? It is midday. I expected you to be outside already. Um, Jack, shaking at as far as he uh, can go into in this wagon, um, almost nods frantically before uh, rush 
trying to rush past the gentleman uh, onto the road so he can run away. Uh, make me a strength check to push, uh, to, to brush this gentleman aside and make your way out of the carriage. Got it. Um, and it's going to be, uh, that's a natural contest- one. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I don't have a modifier. That's just one. Oh, baby. A single, you know, it's really <laughs> fresh funny. one. You know, it's really funny. He what? rolled a two. <laughs> Oh, wow. you rolled a two and it goes down to a one. That's what you mean. No, I mean Wait. the gen- the gentleman he is pushing uh... aside. <laughs> oh, wow. That's even funnier. So if he had any kind of positive modifier at all. I'm a recently blinded child in shock trying to get out of a moving carriage with blood in my mouth. This tracks. Oh, it's about to be a lot worse. All right. Well, what did you roll? Oh, right. Sorry. I forgot. Percentile dice are a thing. That's right, folks. For anyone who's new to the show, uh, if you get a natural one here on Natural One Media, something special happens. You have to roll a percentile die, and we actually have a natural one fail chart. Uh, Your roll determines what is going to happen from that chart, and it can be a huge variety of things, including several that I have adjusted for this campaign and didn't tell any of them about because it's funnier Mm -hmm. that way. Uh, 44. I'm very I'm excited to see how this pans out in this dream. That's good. Also, I accidentally bolted that. You net one uh, in a dream. You net one for real. You, you rush forward to try to juke your way around this gentleman and get outside of the carriage, and as you do, you feel time slow down to a crawl. This makes sense. You Just... see the his eyes slowly turn as he begins to shift to react to you approaching so quickly. Um Is it just slow for is it slow for both of us or are we or is it I can move normally? You can do half of your movement, 15 feet, which would be more than enough for you to climb out of the carriage. And you are able to perform a bonus action, but that is all you get. Cool. Oh, you Um, seem very slow. (laughs) Uh, He's a child. (laughs) Uh, This was right after that. Okay, yeah. Uh, he jumps out of the carriage. Just full on, just uh, braces himself for impact. He is very much a deer that has run into someone's house and is just trying to get out. Gotcha. So what happens is because of the, the contested strength checks there, uh, he did technically beat you, so... You collide with his forearm. Uh, The result is not a clean break. Uh, You knock him over to the side and throw yourself out of the carriage. It is not a clean run. You are thrown from the carriage. 
uh, you feel one of your teeth break loose, uh, and you collapse down hard onto the ground. Um, I lay there for three seconds before I start uh, doing kind of like, not an army crawl, but kind of like an all-fours desperation type move away. Uh, Where are you looking? Uh, mostly to the right, since my left is currently bound in bandages, and I'm not used to the lack of that perception. Sure. You, as you're kind of desperately crawling, uh, you see to your right that there is this like large expanse of field ahead of you, um, but you don't see any people. This is weird. Um, that's what Francisco says, not what Dax says. Um, I guess the confusion only makes things worse as Dak is... He's remembering all these emotions and seeing that there's no people. Um, it just... The, the confusion makes him freeze is what I'm trying to say as he stops in place and looks around frantically. So you're like a dog. <laughs> At the moment, just yeah. like it's just like it's just immediately gone more frantically. Like, he's not like his body has frozen, but his head's like mo- uh, moving side to side. They're like, you're the one that then goes just the the that, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you just hit yourself with the mic. No, my glasses, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, <laughs> whipped by. <laughs> Looking to your right, you see nobody. There should be a train of wagon refugees stretching out for uh, dozens and dozens of feet ahead of you, and you see nobody. I'm going to turn around back towards the carriage that I jumped out of. There is no carriage. I am assuming I can rem- at this point I can remember everything that's happened thus far. This moment has diverged from any memories that you have. You don't recognize this field, and you don't remember this particular moment in time. I think that's the case that uh, Dak has a moment of realization that he's no longer 14 years old. And that this has already happened, but not to this uh but not what's currently happening to them, but how it all started. Um, and Dak starts to kind of take in his breathing more and more, um, allowing himself to stand up. It's at that moment that you feel an immense pain in your eye. Which one? 
the one hidden behind the cloth. It yeah. is sharp, continuous, unyielding. Mm. Dak does uh, one of those things where you stand fully upright only to clutch his left eye and to fall down on his knees. The pain continues to get stronger and stronger. And at the same time, you feel a warm liquid begin to fill your mouth, starting from the bottom of your tongue and working its way up to the roof. Jack uh, allows himself to fall forward into um, just so he's facing downward. Uh, and he tries to spit out whatever's in his mouth. You open your mouth and let loose a torrent of red. Comically bright in color. It doesn't appear to even be blood. It is just this some liquid of red that bursts forth from your mouth, but you never feel the sensation of it traveling through your throat. It just comes from the bottom of your tongue and out. Spattering across the the rough grass below you. Is this a blood red or is this a different type of red? Bright red. Fluorescent almost. And you feel your eyes surge even further with pain. It feels like it's trying to burst out of your skull. Mm. Uh... Dak, with all this fluid coming out of his, or this redness coming out of his mouth, uh, does the unfortunate, very unfortunate thing of trying to scream while throwing up, uh, which from personal experience, I can tell you is quite, quite, uh, it's not a good time. No. All right. Quick warning for anyone who's squeamish. Next 30 seconds or so could be a little rough. You scream out. It is very difficult to do through the, the red liquid that is sort of coursing from your mouth. And it doesn't it doesn't come from your mouth. The the sound, this this struggling, gasping noise comes from your eye. Or at least where your that eye should be located. You feel the expulsion of air and vocal and energy come from the eye instead. Screams get louder as like you as... reach up with your hand underneath the patch and you feel where you know what should be there would be there and you feel instead some sort of 
misshapen, gaping hole. And as your fingers find purchase and reach a little further in, they are clenched down upon by what feels like rows of teeth. A second mouth that has appeared where your eye socket is positioned. As the scream grows <laughs> and the mouth on your socket solidifies and bites down, with your other eye, you look forward in a frenzy and you see about 50 feet in front of you in this empty clearing where no one else is, a white deer. It turns to look at you with six glowing red eyes. And you awake suddenly, violently, you are physically brought back. And you are where you were before underneath your tree. You said how many, how many eyes and what color? Six eyes, red. Cool. Uh, when Dak wakes up, it is sweating. He has his left hand over his where his left eye is, um, and he's holding a dagger out by its sheathed blade. Uh, having grabbed it so fast, he just grabbed the whole thing and is just holding it by the by the blade, which is in the sheet. Uh, so he's pointing the handle out. Nathaniel, as you go yeah. to wake Dak from his sleep, you are instead treated to Dak wide awake, visibly shaking. And holding a dagger blade towards himself. Gravity. You say you're grabbing him? No, oh, I'm grabbing him. You're gonna try to grab the knife, uh Dak, are you gonna resist that at all? I don't think he can, because he's holding it from the sheath. So all Nathaniel has to do is grab the hilt, pull, and he draws the dagger. Sure. Yeah, so Nathaniel, you're able to pretty easily pull the dagger away uh, before Dak can do anything with it, whatever it was he was intending to do. Uh, what? I don't know what. I just got hit in the head and time you trying to hit yourself with a face. Gotta be careful. Uh, Dak looks out at the sheet that he has in his hand. Uh, uh, my apologies, Uncle. Um, it, it, it was not my intention to brandish a weapon in your general direction. Um, um, I. Without prompting, I reach into my mouth. 
I move past the spot where I am missing a tooth and I see if blood comes out. Nope. Like that was about as fever dream as I really think you can get. Yeah. <laughs> I was all for it. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was on board to the mouth eye. Honestly, pretty tame. Good job, Dylan. We are starting the new year off. Yeah. New year off, right? <laughs> uh, it is currently nine o'clock, and all alcohol purchases are now over. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, do you need more sleep, Lana? I can do this myself. Um, no, no, it 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 is. I am. I am okay, Uncle. Um, uh, I, I, it was merely a night terror. Um, I, uh, unfortunately, they are quite. They they occur quite regularly for me uh, most nights. Um, Oh, I can't say I understand for you, but I feel your pain. Here, I'll hand back his dagger, but help first. Proper safety. Um, I hold out the sheath so you can draw it back in. All right, that was to do. Back in. And then look at the dagger now back in the sheath, and I think of the last time I used it, which was to cut potatoes last month um and then he puts dagger back uh into his bag um, is it hard uh, is it hard to turn to look over the others why are you hot with this bruise on my head is anything to go by now look poorly at your arm <laughs> but my I lament your sudden head injury, Uncle. Um, Aye, me too. But enough a lot. Let's go sit by ourselves the fire. Dak gets up, grabs his stuff, holds it in front of himself, and then goes over to, follows Nathaniel over to the fire. Once he gets there, he takes a seat next to it. I personally always found comfort in the flames. I'm sorry? Oh. Yeah, it's just something about the worm and race. Oh. Terrifying light. It really helps soothe the soul. Um, I don't quite follow, Uncle. I apologize. You don't find it relaxing? Unfortunately, no. Um, and I apologize for not finding it as calming as you do. Um, it's all right, buddy. You don't need to keep apologizing for anything. And I know you're going to say I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yes, Uncle. Um, 
You're you're allowed to like your own things and dislike things. You can be your own man. Thank you, Uncle. But um, it's it is odd for one to walk a path alone. Hey, I'll box a pen I can't relate to. Oh, yes, no. At least on this path, but hell, you're not alone, Marty. What is, uh, and forgive me for intruding on your private thoughts and your private history, uh, what path do you find yourself on, Uncle? It's a path of redemption at the moment. I've done a lot of things in the past I'm not particularly proud of. Redemption. The heat, while fire is calming, the heat of battle is something else entirely. It can eat, consume a soul. Uncle, were you a participant in the last war? I thought I was. You are. There, are, there are a couple of graves out there that I put. There are families I will never see their kids again. Their husbands, wives, brothers. And I did it for the right reasons we were told. But is there ever a right reason to take a life? I lament with you the reality of what you were asked to do. That's the worst of it, lad. I volunteered. Yeah. It was your home did you serve your home well? Um, in a way, we did help during the start, but not in the tradition. There's only one tragedy befell my family that I thought I could do better elsewhere. But uh, that was when I was stupid. Even once the war finished up, I. I realized that I could do better and follow my new path. It's it's a long one. I have an injury. I don't know where the road is. I don't know where the road leads. But I follow the ones. It may not be as old as uh, that wee lass over there. But the years are coming. This is, it is truly a lesson of perseverance um, for you, Uncle. 
I also dwell on depressing things. Let's talk about you instead. That's got to be a happy and uplifting night. A young lad such as yourself. Much to look forward to. I... I am a refugee. Uncle. For the last five years, um, I struggled until I've and made a small existence in the city of Sean. I apologize for not being able to get to recount a tale of hope and of youth and a proper childhood encore. That was that. That is not the case for one such as I. And for that, I apologize. I take it the refugees from the war as well, right? Eh? I'm sorry, Uncle. Could you say that once more? The refugees from what war? It was over a hundred years ago. It can't still be gone from that. I truly became a refugee after what I believe people are calling the morning. Whatever it was, it it led me astray and led me away from the path. All that nod, allow me to say that I'm sorry for what was befell you. Uncle, may I tell you a secret? Of course, Lenny. Um, I'm going to make a telepathic connection between myself and Nathaniel. Okay. In the next... Uh, the next words would be in his mind. Okay. I am not from around here, Uncle. Nathaniel, you hear this in your mind. I am not originally from Corvair. There might be a land that you know. It is a land I know as Sarlona. That is where I come from, and those are, that is my homeland. I found myself in Corvair during the morning. And from there on, I was unable to return home. As I said, I have been led astray. 
if several mannerisms or figures of speech is do not make sense. I would ask that you forgive me for not understanding the native mannerisms quite yet. What I did know the Corvalian tongue, I am more prominent with the one I grew up with. And I'm making a good attempt. There's also the matter of how I'm communicating with you at the moment. I can do certain arcane abilities if they are absolutely necessary. But I would prefer not to showcase them. For the source of the source of these abilities, I do not quite yet know. I do not believe they are like yours, Uncle. And this entire time, Dak has just been staring uh, intently at uh, Nathaniel with his one good eye. This is my secret to you. How far are you on? This is my secret to you. I must ask that you do not share this with the others quite yet. I will make it known once I can find a method of telling them in where I know that they will not strike against me. My time in Sean has shown me that there are some who do not like the people of Riedra. I do not yet know who those people, if those with us are intent on such malicious thoughts. But you have shown me kindness, uncle, and thus I, you are the first who I tell the secret to. Similar to last time we did this, I'm going to think my thoughts back. I appreciate your confidence. I appreciate you coming out and telling me. It certainly explains a few things. It is hard to communicate verbally. Um, there are words that I think in my mind to say, but my mouth does not respond correctly. And I find myself unable to say it properly. And I apologize for the, any miscommunication that might come from that uncle. Well, 
At least for me, you got nothing to worry about. It's the one thing, if I may, lad. When you come... Well, I don't know quite how to say it myself. The... Not all physical interactions are bad ones. A high five, a handshake, a fist bump even. Some need to be for healing. Just uh, try to keep your recoiling to a minimum. At least when I need it, alright? Some unknown person can kind of give you a high five, maybe be a little wary. But knowing where you come from, well, it's been helpful. I will endeavor to. I will endeavor to learn how to tolerate that and all those special cases. I'm going to tell you this, Lottie. All I got to do in town is make a little delivery. And once that's done, if you'll have me, I can try to help you find a way home. Uncle, with all due respect, the way home is not the simple matter of finding passage on... on a voyage or airship. It is a question of whether I, in your words, can be redeemed. Then we are on the same path. And it is why I've taken the trust in you, uncle. I am on I'll do my best to live up to it. Your, your worst is getting you to where you need to be, regardless, Uncle. And for that, I thank you. And Deck full on just bows from where he's sitting. <laughs> so, to anybody watching, it's just silence between the two of them and the Deck bowing. <laughs> Like doubles over. <laughs> Uncle, if I may a question. Mm. What is what are we supposed to do on watch? Ah right. <laughs> well, normally on a, a watch if you're by yourself with a partner as you and I are. We keep a look around and the uh, eyes and ears are open. See if there's any critters, uh, creatures, uh, anything that might do the party harm. A deer trouncing around is fine. A rabbit scampering through the woods. I but bandit. <laughs> Bandits, ne'er do wells, creatures of the night, that sort of thing. It warns learning people. Typically, it's only when you're sure. You don't want to be alerting everybody when, again, it's just a, 
a rabbit scamper into a hobble. Our main purpose is to sit around and wait for something to show up. Aye, exactly. It gets very boring by yourself. Uncle, forgive me. It, in general, this activity seems to be dull. <laughs> well, you know, the exciting part, you know, the exciting part is not dying. <laughs> right. I was actually just about to bring that up. You, you know, it's actually better when it's dull. Because if it were exciting, there'd be a problem. Oh, I need water. I can't do that. <laughs> just gotta roll your R's a little more, you know. Just <laughs> roll up. I know, but I need water. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> roll your R's for the two of us because I can't do it. Sad. Sad. I can. I can. I that was like Chewbacca more than <laughs> <laughs> the women and the children. <laughs> I was wondering when I you said women, what like where that was like. Where is this going? Is this going somewhere not cool? And then all of a sudden, and then you went to end the children. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> not cool, but in a different way. <laughs> and in actual spoken words, stacked. I say, uh, Uncle. Um, I did find. Um, this uh, book, um, and I pull out the book with the with the blueprints to the uh, to Baron's Keep and to other keeps. Um, and I hand it over to Nathaniel. It seems to have the schematics or blueprints to um, all of a building similar to um, the ones that we escaped from. Hmm. Where did you find this then? Where did I find it? Uh... It wasn't in the hole because I'll, I'll, I'll there. give you I'll give you ten seconds and then if you need a you need a hint I can give you a hint. Was it in it was in with the, the room with the table, right? It was in that uh drawer. It was or in was, a drawer. But it was in the room with the headless dude? Correct. If it was in cool. the room with the with the body that you discovered, there was there was that uh there's a, a couple of wardrobes on like the, the right hand side of the room that you investigated. Thank you. Uh, you just remind me of another thing. Um, Dak looks at Nathaniel. It, we, I encountered it in the room with the dead body. Um, I also found this, and I pull out a tiny rat skull. It is a rat skull. Solid. All right. Now, the blueprints, I understand. Why keep that around? I've never seen a rat skull. I wanted to look at it. Alright, you know what, sir? Just careful that curiosity doesn't get you in trouble. Curiosity killed the rat. 
that is a lesson of caution. Thank you, Uncle. And sit back down and look at the rat's hole for a little bit. I give him time you to think look we over should turn this. You think we should turn this over to Cassian? It, um, I do believe that uh, my old traveling companion, Ralphus, would say in the situation like this, um, and forgive me if I do not repeat it word for word, um, I believe he said the words he said was if the bastard can pay gold for it, then he can have it. This was for not not to say that um, uh, Lord Caspian is a bastard. Um, it is. It was for another person who was, uh, to be fair, not a kind individual. Uh, but those were his words, and I feel they are applicable for this situation. But not to say that, again, that uh, Lord Caspian is a bastard. Um, I believe that his heritage is certified as the I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sure that's the best lesson to learn, but I understand. This Rufus fellow, yours, he's the one they lost on the train, right? Yes. Uh, well, or I may not be able to get you. I may not be able to help with your ultimate goal. I mean, at least try to reunite you with that guy. They are. Um... Forgive me, Uncle. There are more pressing priorities. Um... I, I suppose. Anyways, let's uh, let's get this back to you then, and you'll know the time to. Uh, what was it? You'll know when the bastard has to pay, yeah. Again, I don't believe that Lord Caspian has a disputed lineage. I, I he does seem to be. Someone with uh, who knows their father and mother, uh, or father and father, or mother and mother, uh, whatever their familiar situation might be, I do believe that they know of them and that they weren't born out with luck or uh, uh, born to another person um, or left alone. Uh, I, I'm sure he knows all that. That's something we would call someone we don't particularly like. So those ghosts, those specters, can are we allowed to call them bastards? Absolutely. Considering what they did to the poor set over there, I say they definitely weren't the term, and probably was. I. Um, That's right. They also have bastard filling. <laughs> I'm really here for these Ralphicisms. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle. There is a way to help him. Yes. Set. I I certainly hope so. Currently it's beyond my power. I haven't learned all that I needed to learn before setting out. But there are others, those that know the art better than me.
he hopes that we can help find his way back to back to the path. Hi, lad. Me too. I just know it's not possible for everyone. There are some times when death is final. Ain't no coming back. But even then, Uncle, no one is mm-hmm. alone. Ellen, I'm to the actual watching part. Look out into the distance there and tell me what you just... Um, I look out into the distance and I try to see. It's very dark, Uncle. Awesome as well. I guess the rest of the watch is us veering into the darkness. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Make a perception check to see just how smoothly it goes. You know, the more I think about this, the more and more I should have gone for like disadvantage with perception checks. Now, we all know that if you fail yeah. a perception check, that's what spawns the bad things happening. Well, you say that, and I get a 12, so... Imagine if it worked that way. Right. I have an 11 plus minus 1, so 10. The reality is much crueler. Chuckle. We're in danger. Uh-huh. I think at some point, uh, looking into the darkness, Dak does pull out uh, the sprinkle donut. From I remember, yeah, from the day before, from over just, 24 hours ago, yeah, and just takes a bite out of it. Oh, uh, all right, uh, all right, uh, today's lesson is food poisoning. <laughs> I mean, it's just a little tough. Well, that's the thing, the it's the donut itself. If it was just sitting on a table for a day, not a big deal, it's been in his pocket. That he fought undead creatures with, or went around. It's great too because Dak pull. Uh, it's Dak has the rat skull. He moves into his other hand, and then with the hand that was holding the rat skull, reaches and grabs the donut, and takes a bite out of it. That's sanitary. Oh, is this water sanitary? The the worst part is there's no more frosting on that donut. No, absolutely not. It's all in your pocket. There's like <laughs> one donut, or one sprinkle. The left on it. The rest have been uh, removed with blessings, with a swift casting of blessings. <laughs> well, Dak, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Still tastes pretty good. When you've been starving for three days, anything is great. <laughs> Honestly, if Johannes was awake, and if he made him the worst dish he could have made, it would still taste like a three-star Michelin meal to him. That apple wood, <laughs> apple wood uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dak has some low standards when it comes to food. 
Suddenly, the rest of the night continues without trouble. Can't believe it. <laughs> and Uncle, as is- the sun is just beginning to peak, as the dawn begins to make itself known. Is there something else you wanted to do, Dak? It sounded like you were going for something. Uh, Dak has stopped keeping watch. It is now just full on trying to figure out what books he uh, took from the place. Gotcha. I'm trying to recall off the top of my head. I've got notes over here, but I'm trying to recall off the top of my head. Cause so we have the the book that had the schematics for the different keeps. Yep. Um you had not looked into any of the other books. I'm trying to remember. Uh no. I, I did give the blueprints back to Easter. Right. Just yep. you did give the blueprints back. Uh, there were five books aside from the Blueprints book. Correct. Um, but you had only looked into the, the Blueprint book as well as there was the other book uh, that you used to transcribe the contents of the ledger to. Yes. Uh, for that one, I just opened up the back page and yep. wrote it in the blank page okay. there. Which of the books uh, were you going to open up? Let's go with the one that I wrote in. Okay. This book is uh, it is a uh, tactician's book. Uh, very wordy uh, about battle formations, battle plans, uh, military organization and structure. Uh, it is the type of book that you would probably probably be given to an infantry member that is like training to be a part of uh, the king's army, you know. Um, so it's it's all of this information about you know where an infantry's weapons are being stored, the different ranks, um, the responsibilities of a captain. Um, and it manages to take a lot of this information that should be interesting on the surface and makes it just incredibly boring sounding. Uh, it is just written in the most like dull, linear mm. fashion. Uh, you almost feel yourself falling back asleep again just reading it. It is it is so not an interesting read. I would contest that actually. I think that's right up Dax Alley. Like, ooh, stuff I don't know. Um, and I actually do think that he would see that, start reading it, and just keep reading it. And just completely forget about the four other books for the time being. Okay. So, in that case, make sure to mark in your notes mm-hmm. uh, that it does, the book has a title that you, you see after flipping like to the first few pages. Um, so, this is... Uh, uh, this is Brayland Infantry. Operating Standard. Volume 1. Written by Ennio Sacran. Mm-hmm. Published, uh, 
nine. Let's see. So this is going to be post. Yeah, because they would have rerun the print. There'd be a revised print after 972. So it'd be 975. This dude's got so much world building, he figured out publishing. <laughs> well, when you look at. To, to Debbie Forward for just a moment. So when you look at not only like the last war, which has gone on for close to 100 years, but all of the wars that were happening before it, any of these like extensive like essays or books that would be published um for use by the infantry as far as war tactics it's like it's like sports plays where over time there's going to be revisions and adaptions made as new new information and new uh new tactics and new plays evolve like yeah, i love sports plays they they really always settle in once you get to that fifth act <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying. God damn it. My favorite is um uh Othello. Oh, yeah, no, I give up. Next bit. <laughs> my the, the point yeah. I'm trying to make my is My favorite one Manny is the the ballad of Romeo and Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I digress. My favorite team is definitely the, the Tempest. In, over the course of centuries of war, any any publications in regards to uh, a nation's military, which is going to change and flux over time, would also feature revisions and changes. Uh, such is the case with these infantry standards. They're going to be republished, uh, much like a college textbook. New information is going to be added every year, so they have to keep paying pain and buying new versions right it's i i completely understand it. it's only it's only been roughly about a century since we moved away from cavalry tactics and everybody standing in a line of fire tactics in actual real life war so fully understand that cool cool, cool. yeah plus plus pre because in the history of all these wars that have occurred in the the nation of corvair the existence of Warforged, not as long in the grand scheme of things. So, when Warforged became a thing, as far as a, a standard military unit, and Warforged were created and were used in battle, that changed the game. So, every, every military operations guide is being rewritten to accommodate the fact that there are now these seemingly unstoppable machines on the field. Um, so it's when tanks came out in 1912. Yeah, the the moment that the Panzers were introduced, and everybody's like, "Well, time to completely rethink how we do this." Well, uh, similar wait. things happen. Are you Step me this one: the campaign has has real world parallels. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> they think so. Say step one of the World right, War One you know. tank. Step one of the World War One tank. Just slowly hide behind it as it moves two miles an hour down the no man's land. It's like when Girls und Panzer came out and Germany had to completely rethink how they use tanks for the future. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. We get we return to the story. Don't you mock my girl Kakushka. <laughs> Jada said we return to the story. I, <laughs> 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 I 
Um, cool. So then. Uh, so Dak does read this, and because of his newfound trust in Nathaniel, there are times where he just speaks up and says, um, Uncle, did you know that a regular Breland squad is roughly 40 members? Correct. Uh, with... And he just looks over at Nathaniel expectantly uh, after he says that. Uh, no, it didn't. I... Very interesting. Like this. And then he goes back to reading. And there are several parts, there are times throughout the night where he just does that. I can hear the self checkout. <laughs> Nathaniel's, Nathaniel's buying groceries in the background <laughs> while you're telling him these military facts. He's just like, yeah, uh huh. I hear you loud. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually am. I yeah. 100% am. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'm, 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 my arms are full. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, he would just get distracted with that one book, and the rest of the books can be found later. Sure. Uh, as dawn breaks, the rest of you awaken from your sleeps. To greet the new day. Oh man, what a good sleep! Oh, <laughs> oh that was oh, great. I was waiting. I was waiting. I wanted to see if you would do anything. <laughs> you, you had to know. Dreams, and all of a sudden, set you know just kind of stretches. <laughs> it, it's like I wonder what Gannon's up to. It's like <laughs> I can eat I an wonder, rock. I it's, wonder what Gannon is up to. It's like it's a stage play. Everybody's getting out. The actor forgets he's dead. He starts doing yeah. it. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you get it out of it this time. Just falls in a slightly more comfortable position. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely did that once. That is that's super relatable. Um, but yeah. Uh, so Caspian wakes up with all of you. You can see he's already kind of like in the groove, in the mindset. He's getting things packed up, you know, starting to get everything ready, loading it up onto the horses uh, to, to get ready to travel. He uh, looks at you all. Sorry, there's not time for a lot of breakfast, but I figured we'd be in a hurry. Uh, it's all kind of float down. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I think the sooner this thing is potentially away from me, the better. <laughs> I think it gave me weird. I think I'm, I have a feeling Nathaniel might have been correct in that maybe this thing is semi-real in that uh, it gave me a very, very strange dream last night. Really a strange dream. But what about the rest of you? Did everyone else get a good night's rest? <laughs> well, I did until I got struck in the head. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> As Caspian rolls an insight check. <laughs> I'll roll deception, I guess. 
if you'd like to. Yeah, I feel like sure. it's. I feel like that's accurate, my man. <laughs> hey, there's a Caspian beat of seven. <laughs> uh, I'll do one before, better. No. I'm not going to tell you if you beat it or not. Damn. Uh, just kind of gives you like a like a like his eyebrows furrow for a second. He goes, okay. That just um, looks sad. So, Silva. Okay. What <laughs> is? Did something specific happen in this dream? Was it like? Ah, uh, specifics a small term. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's um, uh, it's yeah, it is just that. Uh, I mean, we can walk and talk about it, but. <laughs> sure. Ch- uh, trot and chat, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but very strange, very, very strange. Uh, so by the way, real quick, um, as you all did technically complete a full rest, make sure that you, uh, oh, yeah, hey. set that you have done a full oh, rest yeah. on your character. Finally, get that. Look at that. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking the longest of rests. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Set. The permanent dirt nap. My man, I get temporary hit points when I wake up. <laughs> just one more ride, and it's we're just waiting for you. Yeah. Hey guys, why isn't Seth like woken up yet? Like a like a warm <laughs> meal ready for you when you come home. <laughs> so, uh, as you you guys get everything packed up onto the horses and uh, get ready to to take off. Um, you're going to be heading, uh, let me get back to the map. I actually made a mistake in a previous session, I believe, and mistakenly <gasps> stated the direction, uh, that you guys had traveled. So I want to apologize for that. Um, Barrett's I'm going to revise all my notes. See you guys later. Uh, yes. The uh, show's Barrett's over. Key. Everything's done. Yeah. <laughs> well, Baron's Keep. Fuck. This. Guys, come on. Baron's Keep is due east of Rote. I think there was a point where I mentioned it as being like uh rope being like almost due north, but that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Rope would be due west. It would be uh directly so west of Baron's Keep. Are we coming from the east going towards the west? We're not doing the we... same thing as yesterday. <laughs> We're not doing the same thing as yesterday. Rope Please is no. Please west. not that again. <laughs> it is directly west. Um, right, now we gotta pull all the books. I don't know if I want to even ask. And as Please. you, tra- as you, <laughs> gonna, you. We're you're dead. begin traveling uh, west to to get back to the capital city of Rote, um, we're going to need to have somebody roll, uh, to determine if you are uh, if you encounter anything along the way. And hey, what better person to make that roll than our very own Kevin? Who has had Jack all to do this entire session? Kevin, go ahead and roll that d twenty and see all what right. happens to your friends. All right. What, happens? what kind of cruel fate are you putting this man through? <laughs> I rolled a ten. You rolled a ten? Yeah, on a d twenty. See, you see, I. Yeah. See, you see, I killed you. Therefore, what I really have to do then is put you and make you do bad things to your allies while they're trying to bring you back to life. Straight D20, no modifiers. Yep. And you rolled exactly a 10. Okay. So, what that means. Less than half of what I hope. 
rocks we're fall. All, we're dies. all going to die. Is that we're going to find out next time on Dragon Mark Two? Who would have thought? I can't <laughs> believe it. it. It's Marshall's bad to be stopped. <laughs> he knows me very well. Uh, yeah, we'll be continuing uh, next week. We will find out how the journey goes. We're finally making our way back to Rote uh, to oh hopefully God. resurrect uh, Set. Uh, we've been left with a few more mysteries to potentially solve, as well as a few more secrets revealed, surprisingly. Uh, there will be a lot to unpack as we uh, make our way. Uh, but until then, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. Uh, stay safe, and remember, stay away from the red. Have a good evening, <laughs> y'all. See ya. Bye.